Just a quick heads up that the format of this podcast has changed since the first episode. I've left this one pretty much the same as a nice little historical relic, so don't be confused if it's not quite like the others. But anyways, hey everyone, this is Alex, and this is Imagining Other People. the very first episode of Imagining Other People. This is a podcast that explores the daily lives of people from all around the world through listener submissions and recordings. My name is Alex Serpentini and I love listening and learning about other people, especially how they live and what they think and what they're doing. I've been working on making this happen for the better part of a year and I'm so excited to finally share it with you all. This podcast is a spinoff of a five-year project I started back in 2014 called Imagining 50 Other People. Each year, on June 15th, I asked the same 50 anonymous strangers from around the world to write me something honest about their day using a fake name. That project will be finished in 2018, and with it you'll be able to follow people from all walks of life as they check in yearly and tell us what they're thinking and what they're doing in places like England, Vietnam, China, Jordan, America, Singapore, and more. You can check out some of the sample submissions that we've already received at 50otherpeople.com. Like I said, this is the podcast version of that project because I'm insatiably curious. <laughs> or, you know, just really nosy. But either way, I just want to learn more about everyone. So here's how it's going to work. The premise is actually really simple. Every episode is a new batch of anonymous submissions read aloud karaoke style by complete strangers. So first... A completely anonymous, random person writes to us about their day, and then a second, also completely anonymous stranger records themselves reading it using the recording button that's coded right into our website. This is 100% built on community participation, so I would love to hear from you in whatever way you're comfortable with. Like, I want to know, what did you do today? Did you go to the grocery store? Did you pet a dog? Work like a million hours? Your day doesn't even have to have been eventful at all. I just want to know more about the boring routine days, too. If you're interested in getting involved, there's lots more information and frequently asked questions and directions and all that good stuff online at imaginingotherpeople.com. So, let's get to it. Episode 1. Today, we'll learn a bit about a traveler going through Germany, getting hacked, 100-year-old plants from elementary school teachers, office life, love life, all that good stuff. We'll start with written submissions read by different strangers. And remember, all of these are under fake names. Let's have a listen. Hi, my name is Frances Lark, and today I'll be reading something by Little Darling. I woke up in a hotel in Germany and put on some music to shower to. It was a happy, upbeat song I like to imagine they play in coffee shops, and I danced a little in the shower as I used the truly awful combination shower gel and shampoo to wash myself with. Quickly, too quickly, it seems, I packed up my stuff in a plastic bag and threadbare briefcase and headed down to check out and grab a ride to the airport. The checkout desk was playing highlights, if you can call them that, 
from the past American debates when a, finally a shuttle pulled up. I settled in the back, making room for an older Romanian couple, and the shuttle driver looks at me and said, Sorry, but that'll be three euros. Fuck. I had used up all my euros getting to the hotel last night, and I had picked this hotel for the supposedly free shuttle. Instead, I grabbed my depressingly small amount of luggage and went back in and asked the receptionist to call a taxi that takes credit cards. He was cute but standoffish and said, of course. The taxi came, and a Swiss couple, maybe ten years older than me, went to, went to seal it first. I ran up to them and asked if they were going to the airport, obvious from their luggage, and if I could join them. We all piled in, and for the fourth time again this week, I found myself in the front seat of a small car full of strangers, and the cabbie talked at length about the country and about nothing and everything. He tried to talk about the U.S. election. God, why? But I couldn't tell from his facial expressions whether he wanted me to be for Trump or Clinton. I'm good at diverting, diverting topics, and soon we were all sharing about our lives. I lied about everything except where I'm from. Easier that way. And soon enough, we pulled up to the airport. I pulled out my card to pay for everything, and of course the driver didn't take credit. I made myself smaller and widened my eyes and looked distraught. The couple in the back said it was no trouble and that they were going to pay full price anyway before I joined up. The cabbie then turned to me and dead serious looked me in the eyes and in a monotone voice said, You must thank these generous people. You are very lucky this time. Say thank you. It freaked me out, like there was a threat in his suddenly gravely, gravely voice and he was trying to emasculate me. As innocently and vehemently grateful as I could manage, I thanked everyone profusely and practically ran to the terminal. Ah, oh, well, it was my third free cab ride since I got here. As I went through security, I realized I had forgotten all my liquids back at the hotel. Completely lost all of my fancy soaps, cologne, contacts, hair products, and, heaven forbid, my concealer and BB cream. I'm all for body positivity, but I like my routines and not feeling like an awkward, gangly, spotty kid with bad hair. I go to, I go to do some duty-free shopping instead, and the woman at the makeup till is so sympathetic she plies me with probably 50 euros of free samples. I'm now on a plane looking out the window at sunset. I have been on planes all day. I keep thinking about my love life and this person across the way that looks like my ex from uni, and I wonder what happened to him. There are islands scattered out my window, and the ocean around them is so flat and still and dark that they look, that they look like little bits of land just hovering perfectly still in empty space. I could be in a space shuttle looking down at a two-dimensional XY axis. I've just finished reading a book about a non-binary programmer who literally falls off the edge of a public fountain and onto a gorgeous married woman, and she and her tattoo artist husband take care of the protagonist's sprained ankle. 70,000 words later, and the three of them are all in love and moving in together. It's sweet. The man next to me is open mouth snoring. I'll be home soon. Hi, this is Alex, and I'm reading a... Submission by Ray. Today, 2016, October. I wake up and my first thought is of him. He is what I have been waiting for. It took 29 years. I text him first thing every morning. Even when my eyes can barely see, I start my morning rituals. All the cliche ones. Mine is making my bed. It is up against the wall now, 
so I don't even bother with getting frustrated. I think of him again. He is on my mind most of the day. Not an obsession, but a place I have never been before. A place that has been filled with others trying to steal me away from the path that reaches that place. It was a fight getting here, but I found the place. I found him in the place. I wake up my electronics. They keep me company throughout my seemingly lonely day. They are my friends, and I get to choose who they are and how long I see them. A selfish relationship. But they don't know the difference. I think about how I saw life as a child and what I anticipate my perfect future to be. Did I achieve that as an adult? No, not yet, but I am getting closer as the days pass. I miss being naive. Do I? Yes. No. Yes. No. That's part of change. Self-awareness. Am I too self-aware? Yes. I feel like a free spirit, but not always. I think of him again. He is too wonderful not to. I eat. I love to eat. I fucking love to eat. I think of food right after I think of him. It is a genetic poison. I need to stop eating. Fuck. The building shakes. Earthquake? Construction. Never ending. I live in a constant blasting zone. I guess it could be worse. It could actually be an earthquake. I question my job. I question my ability to do my job. I question if I am keeping up with my job. I think about other options. There are none. I think of him. How lucky I am. Did he settle? I am not adequate. I am not worthy of him. Shaking my head. Damn, lucky me. Why do I live? For myself? For my family? For my partner? When will I die? How will I die? Why the fuck am I paying these students loan if I am going to die soon? Why am I thinking about dying? Ah, I don't want to die. I continue work with these thoughts always circling. I eat. I see him. My face does that thing. Big eye roll. Gross. It's gross how much I love him. He's my other. He reminds me that I am important. He reminds me that I am valued. He's the first of the Steelers that doesn't that hasn't disappointed me. I forget work. I forget death. I forget loans. I forget bed making. I forget the earthquake. I forget childhood. I forget eat. Hi there. This is Wilfred Laurier, former governor of Pennsylvania. And today, I'll be reading a piece by Sand Guardian, the guardian of the sand. It's almost 1 a.m., so I guess I'm going to count this as being the same day still. I woke up at 8 because I was out late getting tacos the night before with some friends from out of town, and I need my precious sleep. I'm an unforgiving monster with that at least 8 hours. What did I do today? I sat in my new office and did so much life admin. Yay me! But frankly, if I'm going to call a spade a spade, it was really just productive procrastination because I didn't want to start programming a dungeon game that I'm meaning to start. I'm totally capable of doing it, but fuck my anticipatory anxiety stops me from doing any new thing without making it into a certified huge deal. So I'm just biding my time until I can surprise myself by doing it. It's like I have to sneak up on it and accidentally accomplish things, otherwise I cannot get it done. Fun times. It once took me five years to email someone back, but I swear to you it was never off my to-do list, and I thought about it like once a month. Whoops. Now all my friends know for sure who I am.
Anyways, so I did all that great, productive, but not really stuff. And then my partner came home from work to pick me up so that I could teach and so that they could go to their second job. We went to a coffee shop and chatted for 15 minutes about some hilariously bizarre meta I read about Lord of the Rings and the journey of the ring being a horror pregnancy thing. After they left, I just had to wait three hours for my class to start, and because yay anticipatory anxiety, I had to distract myself enough to not think about class. So I texted with a friend from out of town and watched like two hours of Vine compilations. At one point, I was probably the weirdo in the coffee shop with tears streaming down their face as they try to cry laugh, but silently. Finally, 6 p.m. came and class started. And of course, the minute my students walked in, all my anxiety goes away and I go into super awesome teacher mode and utterly relaxed and patient and full of wit and charm. My students have come a long way, but I taught them some particularly challenging things today that caused them to struggle a bit. But finally, finally at the end they got it, and it was really rewarding, and they were all thrilled. After my partner picked me up from class, I ran, literally, to a friend's house to go over some music and give feedback on how a song was progressing. Then I got home, slammed down a meal replacement drink and a full glass of water, had sex, and then, even though it was already 10 p.m., convinced my partner to go to the gym with me. We worked out for two hours, and I can barely lift water to my face to wash it. I'm currently helping my partner pick out outfits and shoes for some upcoming formal events, but now it's 1.10 a.m. and I need to pass out. I probably sound like an asshole, but any day that I work in the evenings, I basically just resign myself to a full day of elaborate song and dances to distract myself from the anxiety. My other days are nothing like this, I swear. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Kip Hackman. And I will be reading for Jack today. I had a great day today, but yesterday was tax day. Ugh. Also ran into old GF that twisted my head around, but was good closure. Had a great talk with old friend for me back on track. Had nice old man tell me he loves me like a son. Smiley face. Nice to know good friends. And that's all of our written submissions that were recorded by strangers for today. Next up is our first caller ever. Hey everybody, we're here starting off our very first podcast, and our guest today goes by Perry. Hi guys. <laughs> so, hi Perry. Uh, walk me through your day. How did it start? Um, it usually starts around seven that's when the alarms go off but no one ever gets up at that time <laughs> what time do you actually get up about seven fifty-eight. so like a whole hour have, cool yeah i have a daily call at 8 a.m every morning okay so i just make sure i'm awake for that do you have your daily call in bed uh no because um what's his face what's his face would probably kick me off bed if i try <laughs> Okay, so um, you have your daily call, and um, do you work from home, or? Yes, I do. So our daily calls is basically a way for the development team that I'm working with to catch up and make sure that everyone is doing some work, because remote working apparently can be very, very lazy. <laughs> um, 
No, but it's a daily call that takes about five minutes and I'm just reported to, so I pretty much sit and listen. Okay. And probably get away without being awake, but hey. And um, the current project, which requires the daily stand-up calls, is effectively to redevelop the product and launch it in hopefully a week's time. Oh, okay. So now is really kind of when things should be kicking off. Um, but, you know, put it this way, I'm not really that bothered. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. <laughs> okay. So you have your daily call and yeah. you just work from home for the next couple hours? Yeah, I pretty much stay at home all day a lot of the time because as soon as I go out, then money is spent and we're trying very hard to not do that. Mm. And um, at the moment, it's quite relaxing because my day's work involves a lot of supervision and management so there's not a lot of hands work hands on work for me so I can really be anywhere I want if I want to be but oh, my nice. partner yeah but my partner is um he's preparing for his new job so he's actually at home he's been home the last week so we actually just been catching up on lots of home stuff <laughs> will he be working um, from home as well no he's uh starting at the studio next week oh, okay. in fact it's in the same studio that he left that's with awkward a different startup i know so um it's all very funny but, um, <laughs> what sort of yeah. industry is he in he's a design he's a digital designer but i think there's a lot there's a lot of strategy going on at the moment so okay. it's pretty vague for him so um, your day yeah. like are you mostly doing emails or like using software or what sort of thing um emails because there's a lot of paperwork to go through for in preparation of the launch um so there's a lot of um legal stuff but um a lot of the time we're on slack because that's you know the new go-to way to communicate between everybody nowadays <laughs> yeah and um i suppose my phone because the rest of the whole the rest of the team on my side are all across the world so there's a lot of mobiling oh okay but no yeah so we're using this um app called signal I don't know if you've come across it, no, but it's not. the it's um actually supposed to be one of the best um, encrypted messaging app. Oh, oh so that's okay. where the hype comes from. So it's a lot like it's there's a lot of like oh no, WhatsApp's been hacked, all of that, but Signal's just been going quite well. Mm. They're pretty um, basic, but it does the job, and you can um, you can set your messages to disappear after like one hour, a day, or a week. So it's quite it's quite an interesting one. And everyone on your team uses that. Um, only the, only the top few, because that's when you talk about the sensitive stuff. Yeah. Okay. And since we've been leaked before, oh, we've become very conscious. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Does yeah. that affect you on like a personal level or anything? Oh yeah, I've never had so many passwords in my life. <laughs> um, and every all my passwords are now like at least twenty five digits long. Yeah. Um. I don't like locate like it's kind of crazy so all my all all of our devices because of me all have um a little sticker over the webcam because of you now. how do you mean yeah that? I've just been going around going no we're gonna put a sticker on that because <laughs> I don't care if you get hacked but if I'm in the background I'm still affected oh uh, yeah um but no so like lots of like location settings like privacy settings like analness I suppose yeah um 
and I get so freaked out anytime I get any kind of messages that looks remotely like fishing someone is attempting to like fish me yeah but no (laughs) it's um definite but it's totally something that you wouldn't you would hardly go to the extent that I do unless something has happened Mm. so it's quite interesting to be like no you shouldn't use the same password but everyone's like nah I'm like you just don't understand (laughs) yeah but it's okay no that's all right it's pretty cool it's better to be safe than sorry, as cheesy as that is. Yeah, because, you know, who wants to get hacked more than once in their life? Oh, God. Nobody. Not even once. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So, to recap, woke sure. up for a call. Then yep. you worked from home. Did you do lunch yep. at home? Have you just been home the whole day? Like, um. So... Actually, it's not as as boring as I thought. So we've actually spent <laughs> we've actually spent the last weekend redoing our kitchen. Oh, that's so nice. we have retiled the kitchen walls and redid the worktop surface. So since we're both home this week, we've actually spent like a lot of free time um, fixing up bits and pieces, just tidying up, tidying up loose ends. But it also means that I'm. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to use the kitchen because it just looks so pretty. <laughs> so we ended up, so we ended up going out for lunch to this local Korean place, which we always go to. All right, so you came back home and just worked the rest of the day. Yeah, we did, and um, we're actually hosting like a little bit of a dinner party tonight. So we uh, we ended up starting probably prepping around five p.m. our time. Okay. So um, there's a lot of, basically we're making chicken katsu curry for five people from scratch. So there's lots of curry making and we're actually frying the chicken while my partner's frying the chicken as we speak. And I think our guests have just arrived, so it's pretty cool. That's actually pretty good timing then. Um, Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to think because it sounds like that... After your company was hacked, going back to that, because we talked about the logistics, but I'm trying to see if there's like mm-hmm. anything, like any thoughts or feelings about the day or anything like that, sure. that you've been kind of like a little emotionally detached based off some of the answers you've gotten. Is that right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think. The incident, the whole incident itself required, like, basically required me to detach myself from my work so much that I think I've remained detached because it was so stressful for the first 48 hours that I had to just not treat it emotionally or personally. And since then, that's just how I've been treating my work because I've, I, I suppose it's partly realizing that I can actually do that and having like detached myself so much from it it's not only that I'm less stressed but I've probably become a lot less motivated to do what I've been doing and the thing and interestingly I don't think it's just me I think it's affected everybody at the company so there's not as much drive as kind of getting things done and um is it hard to have a community then if there's like if you're not all like excited about what you're doing um I suppose so and I think a lot of like when we did have the product before the hack 
and it was it was getting to the point where we had a very like close community but there were also like increase like the trolling was getting increasingly problematic mm. and since the hack there was just like the trolling just like hit the hit the roof and beyond and it's like a lot of the time it becomes personally targeted even though i wasn't the one who was getting the majority of it oh. but i think as soon as you get i think as soon as you've been personally targeted on the web even by a very small minority it was probably like only like a handful of people who said like mean things yeah. but all of a sudden you're just like oh god why why am i working so hard for if this is what i'm gonna get in return oh. um it's and then all of a sudden i realized like cyber like not cyber like it wasn't i don't think it's gone as far as cyberbullying but all of a sudden i realized like how the victims of like cyberbullying feels and it's like so much worse <laughs> than you could ever Im- like you would imagine it to be and some like you know when you watch like the news and somebody like describes their jet like describes their experience you're like eh. now i'm like man i feel you i really do well that um, explains the like not that i'm bashing it or anything but the stickers over all the cameras and everything i mean i do that too but you know yeah and it's actually realizing how like so much of it I think a lot of people consider it as kind of almost like urban legends and just like um, bullshitting. Yeah, you but just hear and it, you like hear it, and it's like, oh, that's somebody totally separate from me or anyone I know. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, it's just me. Like, I'm not, I'm not working for any big company. I'm working for a startup. Um, it's such a small, like, out of the huge, like, out of this giant scheme of things, like once you've been targeted you suddenly feel like it's so much bigger like the like i don't know like the problem is really quite minuscule in retrospect but at the time you're kind of like why the fuck is this happening to me (laughs) and it sounds like you still you know even though you feel that way that you do about your job you still have a social life going if you've got friends coming over and everything yeah, but I've become so lazy. I think that's definitely part of like working from home is that like, you become so cocooned, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like it's so difficult to get me out of the house. And um, but no, yeah, I've been very much encouraged to like really go out and socialize because I'm starting to forget how to talk to people who's not like <laughs> my dog or my partner. <laughs> to well, barely I'm, hold a conversation. But I'm glad okay. you've got people coming over tonight then. Uh, what's your crowd size going to be? It's only the five of us. So we've got um, a friend of mine who we've invited over because um, I think she's feeling a little bit lonely mm. at the moment. And then we've got um, my partner's friends, um, who's a couple. And um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> well, um, I hope you have a really good rest of the evening. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope you have a good rest of the day too. <laughs> Thanks. we Will do. Cool. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Well, that finishes all of our callers. Now, let's send off this very special first episode with a couple of voicemails. Hi, Catherine here. This is my first time calling in. It's a little weird, but I'm going to go for it. Um, I'm also driving, so if I stop talking randomly... You know, forgive me. I just left um, a woman's house whenever I was a kid. Um, she was a teacher at my middle school. And anyway, we've got a long history 
she ended up getting me really into photography. She's amazing. I love her. Um, but she invited me over uh, to come see her garden at the end of the season and to give me three plants that I now have in my car with me and I'm taking home. Um, they came from her family, which is kind of awesome. One was from her grandmother um, that she passed down, you know, did cuttings of, and now I've got one of those. And um, one was from her 112-year-old neighbor. Um, she said she gave it to her back when she was just about 92 years old or so. And um, I can't remember the other. I did, a, I did a video of her telling me about each one. But I'm just so excited because the plants, you can't buy them in stores anymore. They've been passed down. And I don't know the history, just. I don't know. It feels really special and exciting, so I'm going to go home and um, do some cuttings of the plants to take over to her um, in her garden. That way she can have them, too. I just, uh, man, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I totally just want to do my whole backyard now, and I have absolutely zero time to do it. But I don't know. She was showing us these beautiful giant trees um, that came from Christmas trees. She had them out for the season. And at the end of the, you know, after Christmas, she just stuck them in the ground, and now they're like, you know, two-story beautiful beasts in her yard. Ah, I want a green thumb like that. Anyway, that's all I have to say. I hope whoever's listening has a great day. Hello, my name is Annabelle Lee from your favorite anthology of Edgar Allan Poe, and my day was something that I've grown accustomed to in the last few months, but overall something that I'm still trying to get used to in the overall scheme of things. Lately, I've started experiencing a lot more pressure, I guess you would say, at work, and a lot more days filled with an endless to-do list and an endless array of things that you can't necessarily plan for or for somebody who is as particular as I am not plan well enough for. And it's something that I've tried to get a better grip on. But with days filled with meetings and with conversations with people and with things that you're never seems that you never have enough time for. It was a day that I tried to feel more like an adult as silly as that sounds, and more as though I am in control of my life, cliched as that might sound. But overall, it was a day that I only had two 30-minute pockets to get my work done. But overall, as overwhelming as it was and as frazzled as it was, it ended by a nice happy hour with uh, colleagues and coworkers we try to do once a month in the craziness of our lives, both personal and professional. Um, at the end of the day, it was nice to grab a couple beers with people that I'm lucky enough to call friends at work and share some laughter and some stories, some concerns and some worries. But at the end of the day, it was a great day to remember that we're all in this together near or far, whatever continent you call home, however you may feel drowning or swimming or lost at sea, today was a good day to remember that at the end of the day, as long as you have people with you, you're never alone, tomorrow will just bring new adventures. That's all.
Thanks for listening to Imagining Other People. Again, I'm Alex Serpentini, and I'd love to hear from you. Check us out at imaginingotherpeople.com to learn more about this project and how to get involved. This podcast will always be free, but it's also a DIY operation on the tiniest of budgets. If you'd like to help support it and keep the stories coming, please consider donating or sending us a couple bucks every month. You can learn how to do that on the support page of our website. The music you heard is by the incredibly talented and amazing artist B. Barber, who also goes by Psychic Skin. The additional humming was done in collaboration with myself and Colin Lloyd of the band Big Prey. This podcast is an offshoot of the Imagining 50 Other People project, of which you can learn more about at 50otherpeople.com. It was produced by Serpent Industries. Thanks, and take care. <laughs>